Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 311 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your word. Help us learn today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to Mark 16 and celebrate. Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices to anoint Jesus' body and went to the tomb. On their way, they wondered who would roll the stone away, but when they got there, they saw it was already moved. It's important to note that they didn't have the strength to roll away the stone on their own. However, they went anyway. Sometimes we are called to do something, but we know we cannot do it on our own. God supplied the way back then, and he will most certainly supply the way for us today. Next, we read about the ladies meeting an angel of God, telling them Jesus had risen. How exciting! But the words said they were amazed and terrified. We probably would have been terrified as well. It may have been a small act of service to anoint Jesus' body with spices, but it ended up being very significant as they were tasked to deliver the message of Jesus' resurrection to the disciples. The disciples didn't believe them. These women were obedient to deliver the message even though the disciples didn't receive it. They were probably disappointed, but they were obedient nonetheless. We never know what our small tasks may lead to, just as these women had no idea how their day would go either. Imagine living back then and seeing Jesus alive after he had been crucified. He had risen. Such big news and three women were given the news before anyone else. We must be obedient to the Lord in the small things he gives us to do because we can't see the big picture of what God has planned for us to do. Let's see what Peter writes in chapter 2. He starts writing about false prophets and the condemnation that is coming for them. He recounts that God did not spare the angels in heaven who sinned. He did not spare the world before Noah, except Noah and his family, and he didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah. In verse 9, it says, Now if all these things are true, then be sure the Lord knows how to rescue the godly out of temptations and trials, and how to keep the ungodly under chastisement until the day of judgment and doom. Let us choose the way of righteousness, knowing the Lord will rescue us from temptations and trials, as his word says. We also know that the blood of Jesus saves us as we keep believing. We will never be perfect on this side of heaven, but thanks be to God who made a way for us to be his despite our inability to save ourselves. Peter also writes about those who were saved but got entangled up in sin again, becoming unbelievers. He tells us their situation is far worse than if they had never known a Savior existed. May we pray against temptation as Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer and as he told his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 9. The vision from chapter 8 continues. Ezekiel sees the glory of God rise high in the temple. Six men come forward, six angels that is, who have weapons of destruction in their hands. Another man comes from among them who has an ink bottle at his side. God directs him to put a mark on the righteous ones in Jerusalem. These were the ones who saw the idolatry and were broken because of it. They were protected from the destruction the remaining angelic beings were directed to carry out. Even though the nation would be destroyed, the Lord made concessions for the righteous. May we know he has the power to keep us safe if it is in his perfect will to do so. However, the Lord does not have pity on the rest of the people. 
In chapter 10, we read about the cherubim with four faces, four wings, and human-like hands under the wings that were whirring around on wheels. We have read about them earlier in this book. The presence of God seems to be overhead, giving them instructions about where to go and what to do. They were to pick up burning coal and give it to the man who had spread the ink mark on the righteous. He was to distribute the burning coals throughout the city, signifying that the city was to burn, and we know that it did. We will continue reading about all that was predestined to come tomorrow. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 130. This psalm is sung on the 11th step leading up to the temple. It is one of thankfulness to the Lord for his forgiveness. Verse 3 says, If you, Lord, should keep account of and treat us according to our sins, O Lord, who could stand? Verse 4 replies, But there is forgiveness with you, just what man needs, that you may be reverently feared and worshipped. We need God's forgiveness, and we need it continually. Verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait, and in his word do I hope. Let us expectantly wait upon the Lord and hope. Hope in his word, his promises, and most of all, the promise of eternity with him. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the encouragement we find in your word. Thank you for the transformation we find in your word. Continue to transform us, Lord. Help us be more like you, love and forgive like you. May our hearts be forever turned to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.